The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you. They have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room Close the door and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Gospel of the Lord. When we begin any good thing, we always have an end in view. It may not be perfectly clear, but nevertheless, There is a goal in some way fixed in our mind. As we begin Lent, we begin with three fixed ideas, things that must be done. Prayer, fasting, and works of mercy, almsgiving. But they aren't the goal. They are the means. And above all, prayer. 
There may be a number of superficial goals that we have, ones that are not really of length, although they may not be bad. A change in diet, a change in charity, a change in time. Our Lord tells us how we are not to approach these things. We are not to pray, to fast, or to perform works of mercy, that others may be edified by our holiness. Hopefully they will be, but it's not our goal to proclaim our holiness, even though we should in another sense. Nor is it our goal to enhance our self-esteem out of pride for what we have accomplished in any one of those ways, even though we may be transformed and be different people as a result of it and should be. The goal is something other than that. The goal in each case is to in some way empty ourselves of self, not to create a vacuum, but to allow God to enter and to transform us. With prayer, that's obvious. But with fasting, too, I'm emptying myself of my will, not to create a vacuum of food, but rather to allow God to fill the space that's created. In almsgiving, I sacrifice something of myself, not simply for the sake of sacrificing, but so that God may transform me in the process. So that at the end of Lent, my relationship with God is radically different. I will not, at the end, when the Lenten penances are finished, go back to what I was. I'm starting on a whole new level than I did before. Because my relationship with God is different. Or rather, he has taken over my life more so than he had before because I was open to him doing it. That's what ashes are a symbol of. They are a symbol of our mortality, yes. They are a symbol that we must face judgment, that's true. They're also a symbol that we are willing to do what God has called us to do. That we now will be different people. So that the world will then know that we are holy, not because we have proclaimed it, but because there's something about us that is radically different. We may not even notice it very much, but we will be different. There's also a power in these things. That in prayer, fasting, and works of mercy, in each case, we change not only ourselves, but the world around us. Again, perhaps not visibly, but we do. I've mentioned before a great Benedictine abbot who said, People will sometimes say, well, if I give up cream in my coffee, will that do? He said, do what? (laughs) Convert China? Probably not. But it will do something. Every time I deny myself for the right motive, for the right reason, to open myself up to God, something in me changes. So we begin that process today. And come Easter, we will be with different people people now willing to move forward instead of being content with where we've been. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people 
rejoicing in the love and redemptive suffering of your Son and trusting in your mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will be truly transformed by this season, that they may lead lives in such a way as to empty themselves out for the coming of your Son. We pray to the Lord. Lord for, for all nations of the world, especially our own, that they may too, through prayer, penance, and fasting, come to know your Son and his Church. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all those who suffer, that they may unite themselves to your Son, particularly in this season. We pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they too, having been transformed by this season, may then transform others. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all of us here, that we as a people may open ourselves up to God through prayer, fasting, and works of mercy, and so be transformed in such a way as to be prepared to celebrate his death and resurrection, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of Sorrows as we sing. Amen. 